Welcome to Real Estate Agent Superstars. My name is RJ Baxter. I'm your host with Intercap Lending, and I have with me a newer real estate agent on, on the market, Enid Brown of Wisdom Real Estate, and she is an absolute superstar. She's been knocking it out of, out of the park in her first couple of years in the business, and she's joining us today to share her story and help us learn about how she's doing it. Because let's face it, it's a tough market right now, and Enid is still closing a lot of transactions. So welcome to the show, Enid. Appreciate you joining me. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and for that really super nice introduction. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What did you do before real estate? Yeah, so so I am one of those COVID career switchers. So I left a 21-year career uh, at a national nuclear weapons laboratory, of all things. I was in wow. the security business. Yeah. I had six-figure salary, pension, great benefits, and I was miserable. So, okay. you know, like so many other people, I know, like so many other people during COVID where we had a chance to kind of step back off the hamster wheel a little bit and really think about you know, what is it that I really want to be doing? And it, interestingly, it kept coming back to real estate. And I kept thinking, I'm never going to be able to replace my corporate salary. Um, I'm never going to be able to make the kind of money that I want to make. But when I started interviewing some other realtors, I started realizing, wait a minute, this might actually be possible for me. Mm -hmm. And so I made... I made this the switch. I took the leap and I'm so glad I did because I absolutely love what I do. I am coming very close to replacing that corporate salary. And I think, you know, probably by next year I'll be there. And so it's, it was the best thing I, I ever could have done for myself. Yeah. That's cool. So the biggest question on my mind is, did you have access to the button to launch the nuclear weapons? That's, that's what I'm <laughs> no, wondering. I didn't. But I actually <laughs> did see what they call the football, where the nuclear codes are. So when uh, wow. the Secretary of Defense came to visit, I actually saw the, the football being carried. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. It, it kind of puts it, it puts it into perspective what we do. It's not on the level maybe of nuclear holocaust or something like that. Yes. But, yeah. Um, definitely a big deal in people's lives. Definitely. Yeah. I went from a career where I had an office with no windows and we couldn't have our cell phones to having my cell phone tied to me 24 seven. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, so then, um, and, and you, you're from New Mexico, right? From New Mexico. Yes. So I left New Mexico and came to Denver and a big reason for that was the Denver real estate market. So okay. I, yeah, when I was looking at real estate, I, I saw, you know, how hot Denver was. Um, I know people here, not a ton of people, but it was, it was enough to kind of push me in this direction. Gotcha. So how did you find wisdom real estate? I'm so glad you asked that. Cause that, um, that was one of the, the best decisions that I made. Um, so I started off by good old Google um, and really mm -hmm. searching for various brokerages. And I reached out to several. Um, there, were, there were some that didn't get back to me at all. There were others that, you know, there would be a managing broker and they wouldn't put any of their broker associates on their webpage. So I didn't really like that. Um, and just chatting with wisdom, um, they're a brokerage that really aligned with my values. And that was super critical for me. So 
focus on mindset, like positivity and gratitude and a morning routine, you know, so many lifestyle coaches will, will really emphasize how important that is. They had a book club, which is super important, just that continuous growth and development um, and the ability to provide leads. That was huge for me, especially coming from New Mexico and not sure where my business is going to come from. That was really an important aspect when talking to brokerages is, are you going to be able to supply me with with potential clients. And so, yeah, that was, that was how I ended up at wisdom. Yeah. And and you are an avid reader, right? You mentioned the book club. I am an avid reader. I often have multiple books going at one time. So as part of my morning routine, which is something that I do attribute to, you know, my success, um, it consists of doing a little bit of reading and some sort of like growth or development books. So right now I'm reading presence by Amy Cuddy, um, and then in the evening before bed, I like to read something a little more lighthearted, you know, probably some historical fiction or or something like that. So, uh, so yeah, as part of that morning routine, I'm doing some reading, a little bit of meditation. I recently added a morning walk to that routine. So nice. yeah, definitely all part of it. Well, I'm definitely with you on the historical fiction. We've talked about that before. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle of Lewis and Clark's expedition right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fun. Yeah. <laughs> What are your top three business books that you've read or mindset books? Oh, that's that's good. Um, so probably number one on the list, and I would say that this was probably the catalyst for what made me really start and, and say, I'm going to make this major change, this major career shift. I've been at you know, Sandia Labs for over 20 years, um, was You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. Um, yeah, that, if, if you haven't read that one, I, I really highly recommend that one. Um, Ninja Selling is a fantastic one that, you know, specific to real estate. Uh, that's something that, that we actually read in our book club at Wisdom. And that has been, um, something that we come back to time and again about just how to be a ninja seller. Um, and then a third, um, I'd have to think about that one a little bit. Um, yeah, so many, so many great great resources out there but those two for sure yeah really stand out nice nice what's your favorite part about being a realtor oh man the freedom the freedom and the flexibility Mm -hmm. I make my own hours which does often mean that I work a lot and you know I work pretty much seven days a week but I can also take a nap on a Tuesday if I'm feeling a little bit tired and um yeah just that that freedom and I'm able to do I spend a little bit more time doing my morning routine, you know, in, in my corporate career, I had to be out the door by 7am. And I often wasn't home until after five. And, you know, I was really, truly felt like I was chained to a desk, you know, quick 30 minute lunch, oftentimes at the desk. And so just, mm-hmm. this is a totally different lifestyle. And so the freedom and flexibility, and I'll never forget the first card that I got from one of my first sets of buyers that told me that I helped make their dream come true and that felt really good so yeah that's really cool Mm -hmm. I love it I love it how on the real estate side you get to work more intimately with the clients I mean you're meeting them face to face we meet some face to face but it's a Mm -hmm. I think it's a deeper level or a different type of relationship that you have on that end so it's it's so cool how uh, you get that kind of feedback 
Definitely. And that's, you know, that's something unique about wisdom real estate is that we have, we, we specialize. So we have buyers agents and listing agents. And I, I work on the buy side. Um, I've, I've done a couple listings, but primarily a buyer's agent. And I really do love that because you get to spend a lot of time sometimes with these buyers looking at multiple homes and you really do get to know them and I care about them and, and I want to, you know, follow up with them after. In fact, I just got some pictures from some of my buyers to, to show me what they've done with the place. And it's, it just feels really good. It's fun. It's fun to be a part of such an important aspect of someone's life. Yeah, cool. So um, you mentioned one of the big things with wisdom that's been instrumental in your your growth has been leads. So mm -hmm. tell me more about that. What are they? What, what's going on there with the leads and what kinds of things have you done with it? Yeah. So, so wisdom has really done some, some various avenues really. So, you know, we were a part of the, the Zillow flex program. We've done like op city, um, a new one is prime street. So, so various lead sources just kind of to explore to see which ones uh, mm -hmm. seem to work a, a little bit better. Um, and then it's a matter of really keeping those in the database and continuing to follow up with them um, sometimes for years in, in some mm -hmm. cases. So uh, yeah, that's that's been a big component to, to my daily job really is mining that database, prospecting. I know a lot of people don't like to get on the phone, but it really is critical. Yeah. So, so what does a day look like for you with prospecting with the rest of your business? What, what kinds of daily disciplines do you have in place? Yeah. So, so I mentioned the morning routine. That's, that's first and foremost. Um, mm -hmm. And from there, I come in here to my home office usually, um, and I'm going to start that prospecting. Usually that starts about 9am. I don't want to call people too early. Um, and then I, I usually have Monday through Friday, about nine to noon set off and blocked off on my calendar for that. There are always things that are gonna, you know, pop up, and and I may not be able to to do that full time. But for the most part, that's that's my routine. Um, and there are days where I might not have any showings, and I may not have any other appointments, and I'm gonna spend that full workday prospecting. So I know it's it's much more than just one or two hours a day, and it really does pay off. Um, and it's it's, you know, it's as simple as talking to people about things that they care about. So, you know, it might be it might be sending somebody a cool new listing that I just found, but it also might be wishing them a happy birthday or asking them how the trip that they just went on was or, you know, I'm sorry to hear their dog died, you know, just simple things like that and just keeping up keeping up with people. It really does mean a lot to them. Yeah, yeah. It, it totally does. So are you calling just leads or do you call other types of people sphere? Um, I mean, you have some past clients now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all of those, of course. So um, yeah, I put, I have even my friends and family I've added to my database. So it's like, Oh man, I haven't talked to my uncle Robert in a while. I better give him a call. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it really is. It's, it's calling all of those people. Um, and, and part of that too, that I've been able to leverage a little bit is social media. Um, for me, it's been um, mostly Facebook, and um, it's a, largely about making sure your friends and family, your sphere, of course, um, remember that you're a realtor and remember what you do. And the important thing for me, I think, is doing that authentically. So it's not posting a whole bunch of, you know, 
under contract or just sold postings, although I've done some of those too. But it's also um, doing pictures of some crazy wallpaper I saw or a really cool feature in a mm. home that, you know, other people might be interested in seeing. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of reminds them that, oh, yeah, she's a realtor. And as a result of that, I have had a couple of friends reach out and ask me, even back in New Mexico, you know, hey, I have some, some real estate questions, was hoping you could answer. And do you know of any realtors here you could refer me to? And so mm -hmm. I've had some success doing that. And I think the important thing is just doing that authentically. And so, you know, if it, if it feels forced, then it's probably not right. But just sharing those those bits and pieces of, of yeah. real estate that I find interesting, um, other people largely do too. Yeah. I mean, so, so how do you keep it authentic? I, I know there's people probably listening to this that are, they get nervous calling people they already know, like friends and family. And, and letting yeah. them know what they do for a living. Yeah. How, do you, how do you approach that? So it is authentic and natural. Yeah. So, so I think, you know, I, I don't really call people and say, Hey, remember I'm a realtor. So um, <laughs> I'm just going to call and, you know, and, and I'll have a reason to call. So maybe it is, I know that they just got back from a trip because I saw it on Facebook. So I'll call them and say, Hey, saw you got back from a trip. How was it? I've been dying to go to Alaska. Tell me, you know, the places I should go. And, and then I might ask them, you know, how, you know, and how's work? And, and that just kind of naturally flows into, well, how's work for you? Oh, real estate's awesome. You know, here's, here's what's been going on. So it just kind of organically leads back to that. Just kind of guide the conversation that direction. Exactly. Yeah. And it just is about being genuine. You, you genuinely do need to care about these people in their lives. And, and, you know, you should, if they're your friends and family, you do care about them. So mm -hmm. You know, just don't think about it as a prospecting or a real estate call. You're just calling to check in. Yeah, just staying in touch. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. How, and it doesn't you... have to be a call. You know, you can text people. You can send them a card in the mail. There's other ways to keep in touch. One thing that I really like doing, that I just did one today, is I'll record just a short video of myself and send it to them in a text. Mm. And so that's yes. a great way for them to see your face and hear your voice. And it's simple. And then you're not stuck on the phone for 30 minutes. So Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Yeah. So how do you keep track of who to call from day to day? Do you have a database or does it does that remind you? How do you how do you not lose track of people? Yes. So the database is critical and it amazes me that there are realtors out there who don't have one or that are even working from something as simple mm. as an Excel spreadsheet or something like that. But the database is essential. Uh, and I love, mm -hmm. I love the one that, that we work in. We use one called follow-up boss and it does, it keeps track of uh, your, your clients and your prospects based on, based on a category that you put them in, you know, so there might be hot clients and there might be cooler clients. And then your frequency of contact is based on, on that status. And so It'll remind me, you know, if I have this this hot client who's really actively looking and I haven't talked to them in, in a week, it's going to make sure that the database is going to make sure that I know, oh, hey, you need to call this person. Oh, so it just kind of lets you know that you haven't contacted that person for a while. It does. Yep. And nice. so I just work through that and work through that every day. And, and the database really is critical in making sure and, you know, keeping me on track of, of who I need to reach out to. Well, you're, you're super disciplined, I've noticed, and that it's something that sets you apart. 
And yeah. I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, sometimes you're in your call block from nine to 12 and something comes up, there's a transaction that you have to deal with something on. Mm -hmm. How do you then, if you get pulled out of it, how do you then get yourself recentered and back into your, you know, what you had scheduled for that time? Yeah, yeah. So let's just say I do, you know, it's the morning and I do get a client that says, hey, I want to go check, check this house out. So, you know, get interrupted, go, go do the showing. Um, when I get back to the desk, um, that's when I, it's still a work day. And so mm -hmm. I have to, you know, I sit back down at the computer and I'm back in front of the database. And so I'm seeing what, you know, what needs to happen next. Um, I really, I think it was helpful that I had, you know, a 20 plus year career in a corporate field where I was used to sitting at a desk for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's something that, um, especially, you know, younger um, agents or those just getting into it that haven't had that experience, that's something that they really should work on disciplining themselves about, um, because that has helped me for sure tremendously. I know that, you know, I might go off and, and do an appointment, but it's still, you know, within working hours, so I'm going to come back to my desk and pick pick right, right up where I left off. So, yeah. Well, I love what you said about how um your call block might be nine to 12 but if you don't have anything in the afternoon you'll just keep going yeah absolutely absolutely and that's that's another thing that i i really appreciate about wisdom is that we have some really strong goal setting and so i know every week how many contacts i want to make in order to hit my my financial goals and so it's entirely up to me to to hit those goals or not. And if I'm not hitting those goals, I might not make the money that I need or want to make. And so yeah. uh, just keeping track of that. And it's it's easy when you you can see, nope, I've I can keep going because I I still have a goal to meet. Mm -hmm. Yep, totally. It's funny how it seems like the more phone calls you make, the more business you do in this in both Please. on the lending side and the real estate side. At least I've noticed that in my business. It's so true. One of the other agents on our team always says it's a numbers game. It's a numbers game. And that's exactly right. Yep. Yep. So how many people do you think you call in a particular day? So my weekly goal is between 50 and 63 contacts. And that's, that's not just calls. That's actually, you know, conversations that I'm uh -huh. having with people. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, breaking that down um, in daily, I'm looking at, you know, roughly 10 to 12 conversations a day during, you know, Monday through Friday. But of course I do a lot of business on the weekend too. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, so that's, that's the goal that I have, um, which seems hard and sometimes it is hard. And so, you know, if I get to the point where I feel like I've called everyone I possibly can in my database, um, that's where some of my other, um, my other strategies come into play. So, you know, especially not having a huge sphere here, one of the things that I made it a point to do is to join some networking groups. Um, and, and it's being consistent with those too. I mean, you can go to a networking event once or twice and it's really not gonna do anything for you. But if you go to the same networking event consistently, you start to see the same people over and over again. They start to get to know you and they know what you do. And then they, they start to think about you when they, when they do need a realtor. So uh, that's another great way to get some conversations in during the week is to go to, to some events like that. And it can be, 
uh, more fun social events, you know, join a hiking group, or I know, you know, a lot of agents on the team like cycling. And so they, they get a lot of business just organically that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. So how do those numbers drill down fit between 50 and 62 mm -hmm. contacts made per week? How do, I'm, I'm just curious, because I know that wisdom is really good on you know, looking at those goals and really breaking down those numbers. Right. So walk me through that. How does that, what does that translate to in, you know, people that turn into buyers you're actually taking out and then turn into closed transactions? Yeah. Um, so the, those conversations, um, and, and this is kind of based on, we, we take the previous, the previous year's number and we, we calculate, you know, the, the number of, the amount of money we want to make. And so the number of transactions we're going to need to have to make that happen. Um, and it's just kind of broken down from there. So conversations leads to appointments and then appointments will lead to signed agencies and contracts. Um, and so right now um, I am for every conversation that I'm having, um, I'm doing about 2%, 2% of my conversations turn into appointments. So it's not a lot. I mean, so you have to have a lot of, of um, yeah, it's a pretty low percentage. Um, I know that there are, there are other agents that have quite a bit higher percentage than that, but that's why I, I have to make so many contacts each week is so that I can have those appointments. And, but that'd yeah. be one, that'd be one appointment a week if you're contacting 50. Yep. Um, so 50 appointments a year, approximately. And then how many? How many appointments does it take to lead to a signed agency? Yeah, so about 40%, about 40% okay. of, yeah, of the appointments lead to signed agencies. So, right. so that'd be 20 out of 50. Yeah. And that's pretty much where I'm tracking okay. at this point. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. And out of those 20, how many end up closing with you? So uh, those would be closing. Oh, yeah. closings. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're tracking to close 20 this year. Yeah. Wow, that's really good. I mean, yeah. It's a tough market right now. It's a tough market, but a lot of the buyers that I'm I'm working with right now, of course, sometimes they come out of the blue and out of the woodwork. But um, a lot of those that I'm I'm working with right now are those that I have nurtured for quite a while, and so it really is worth, like I said, keeping keeping in touch with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if a buyer tells me, you know, I'm not ready to to really start looking for, you know, six months to a year. I'm not going to wait six months to contact them. I'm still going to be in touch with them. I'm still mm -hmm. going to send them properties that I think they might like, because you never know when you reach out to them and they say, oh, I do like this property. I'd like to go see it. Or, oh, that one's nice. But hey, there's this other one that I saw. Can we go see this one instead? And had I not reached out to them, they might have pushed that stupid button on Zillow or yep. they might have, you know, yep. reached out to realtor.com because they might not even have my number saved in their phone, honestly. So that's why reaching out to people consistently is so important and I think has really contributed to, to a lot of conversions for me. That's, that's so key because, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like putting the, putting the people in the funnel and then a certain number will fall at the bottom. Yeah, and, uh, that's exactly right. I, I do the same thing in my business, but it still happens where I'll call, like, let's say they signed a, a lease for 12 months and mm -hmm. I say, well, would it be okay if I followed up before your lease expires to see if you're looking to buy then mm -hmm. and you, th you think you'll want to revisit this and mm -hmm. 
usually it's, yeah, yeah, it's, that'd be great. Yeah, we plan to buy it once the lease expires. So I'll call, you know, four months before the lease expires. And, you know, nine times out of 10, that's perfect timing. And we work on a pre-approval. But every so often I'll call and they'll be, they'll say, well, I ju we just closed on a house last month. We broke our lease early. It's so heartbreaking oh. when that happens. Yeah, oh. it's like, oh, really? <laughs> no. But, you know, uh. I had these buyers that I showed probably 20 houses to last year, you know, when the interest rates were crazy low and the market was insane. Mm -hmm. And we probably submitted eight different offers and didn't win any of them. So they decided that they were, they were new to Denver. They decided they were going to rent and I kept in touch and I called them regularly. And, you know, every time it was just not the right time. And this last time I called him, he says, we're closing next week. And I'm like, no. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. They ended up going with, you know, a, a new new build. And so didn't okay. didn't feel like they needed a realtor, which oh, still heartbreaking. Yeah, no that doubt. can still happen, even, you know, even following up. Well, I mean, it's it sounds I mean, you're doing stuff at a level of a more experienced agent. And it sounds like you've really learned a lot already. What, who are who've been some of your mentors and some people that you've learned from? Because obviously you're you're learning the right things. Yeah. So you know, I I really listened to Dan Wisdom, who's you know the the managing broker owner of Wisdom Real Estate. And you know, when I when I first started with real estate, I was still working at my other job part time. And you know, one of the things he said is, "You're not going to be successful until you quit this other job." And he was that blunt about it. And he's right. I mean, this, that, that is what it took. I really did need to quit and move on here. Um, and then there's just some really amazing agents on that team that I'm, I'm kind of able to model myself after. Um, and it, it's, it's funny, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I kind of liken it to people who have had, you know, some success in weight loss and everybody asks them, gosh, how did you do it? And no one wants to hear I dieted and exercised. They want to hear <laughs> I took this magic pill or there's this new trick to it. But yeah. really, it's all about putting in the work. And so that's that's what I've been doing. I've I've been working with systems. The systems are are in place because they work. And that's, you know, I'm very, very fortunate that I am with a brokerage that has the systems in place. And it's like if you do this, you'll be successful and I'm doing this and it's working. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. The systems work, but then you also have to work the systems. Absolutely. I think yeah. it's exactly what you said. A lot of people, you know, most agents know that. Mm -hmm. It's so simple. Yeah. But they're just not willing to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's exactly yeah. right. You got to make the call. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we, we're seeing the same thing on the loan side where, you know, business is slower and the people that are just putting their head down and, and working hard or, you know, they, they're closing transactions. Yeah. So, and the ones that aren't putting the work in, they're not. Yeah. It's just, and the same goes for a stronger market. Yeah, absolutely. So. Stronger market. It's even, yeah, even better. So. Yeah. So you're two years in now. Mm -hmm. um, so you're experienced enough now where I'm sure that when you talk to a new buyer, you have a lot of confidence, you know what you're talking about. Um, how have you, how do you gain credibility with your buyers? And especially like when you were first starting, what were you, what did you do to, to gain that credibility initially? Yeah. 
That was hard, especially when people would ask, you know, how long have you been doing this? And I'm like, two months. <laughs> so that, that was hard. But what I told them then, and I still tell them now is, you know, you're not just getting me as your realtor. Wisdom really does use a team approach. And so we're constantly bouncing things off of each other and asking questions and sharing some of the, you know, different lessons learned and, and crazy things that we run into because, man, there's always crazy things to run into. So yeah. uh, that is that is what I would say. And, and I would let them know, you know, I'll show you a few houses, see what you think. You can kind of see what my style is like. And then you can decide if I'm a good fit for you or not. And I think that I only lost maybe two or three clients as a result of, you know, not enough experience. Really, for the most part, people were okay with that. They were okay with the honesty. And, and I told them, you know, I, I, my education is, is fresh. And so I've, I've got all of this fresh knowledge in my head and I have a strong team to back me. And yeah, people seem to, to feel confident about that. So that, that was really, really good. Yeah. There's something to be said for being fresh and knowing yeah. to not be maybe ingrained in your ways type thing. Exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, it's experience doesn't always necessarily mean you're going to be better. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I have a story of uh, one of my coaches, one of my mentors in my coaching group um, tells the story about a loan officer that started in his branch and the guy was from the construction industry, didn't know anything. And he just pretty much gave him a phone and he said, what you need to do is call as many people you, as you can with this yeah. phone. And he said, okay, Mr. White. And he just, he wasn't like, I, I don't want to say he wasn't smart enough, but he wasn't, he didn't analyze the situation. He just said, okay, that's what I need to do. And he did it. And he, he was a super successful loan officer because of it. Yeah. Um, he just plugged into the systems and um, he didn't have any preconceived notions or anything. Right. So, right. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a great kind of analogy to, I mean, you just jumped in and learned from what people were doing that was working and you just did it. Yeah. And you know, a lot of the time people didn't even ask me about my experience. They just want to get in and see a house. So I gave that to them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're meeting people where they are and providing them with what their needs are, you know, it might, it might work just great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard there's a statistic that something like 80% of buyers and sellers, or maybe it's higher 90% work with the agent that they meet with first. Yeah. So I think that how, you know, you drill it down to 50 contacts a week leads to one appointment and you go on that appointment. And if you're the first one, I mean, you're like, you're super likable yeah. and people work with who they like. And, um, you know, I think sometimes it's not any harder than that. I think so. And, and that was one of the things that the Zillow Flex program kind of drilled into us was just get the appointment, just go on the showing. It doesn't matter. It might be under contract. It might be that the seller mm -hmm. is, or the buyer isn't uh, pre-qualified yet, but just go meet with them, get in front, get in front of them, get to know them. And then you'll, you, like you said, there's a good chance you'll be the realtor that they end up working with. So yep. yeah, totally. it's definitely, definitely worth doing. So where do you see yourself going with this? Do you want to continue to increase your business or is kind of that 20 a year, your, your goal? I, I, I think I 
I could increase my business a little bit, definitely. And, and my long-term goal is to start a team. So anybody out there listening that wants to come join the team, let me know. Um, no, yeah, I, I really would like to, to start a team. I'm, I live um, south, I'm in Parker. And so I would love to be able to kind of start to farm this area a little bit more and just kind of specialize. Right now I'm all over the, the metro um, you know, all the way as far north as Longmont. I'm up in Bailey. So yeah, I've been all over the place. So I, I would like to focus a little bit more. And yeah, building a team would be amazing. I'd like to do that with wisdom and because mm -hmm. they're, yeah, a great brokerage. And, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's kind of long, my long-term plan. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been yeah. really enlightening and you're a breath of fresh air and an inspiration to, to anyone that's listening. Yeah, thank you so much. And I, I really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're listening to this, please consider subscribing to the show so you can listen to future episodes. And if you got value out of this, share it with a friend. And thank you very much for listening. I'm RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending and have a great day.